Hello, welcome back to Tay Rock Rock and Well, the podcast. I am your host, Taylor Rockwell, and today I am joined by one of my lovely friends, Maddie Mayfield. Maddie is a self love and mindset coach. So, welcome, Maddie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. I'm up in the mountains right now in Colorado, so it's a nice little getaway up here. Oh my goodness, sounds amazing. Um, I actually know Maddie because she was in my business program and she is also an entrepreneur. However, we're very different entrepreneurs, but very good at what we do in separate fields. So I'm so eager to pick your brain a little bit. You're definitely somebody I am inspired by, I look up to. You have a very good mindset and I cannot wait to have this interview and share it with all of my listeners. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really cool. I think I connecting with anyone that we just went to college with on Zoom for two years, I feel like that's um, cool to connect and continue after the fact. So Exactly. And the message that you just the energy you possess and the message you share is much bigger. So I think people would naturally be attracted to you. Um, before I gas you up too much, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us, you know, how you got started in like self-love mindset coaching, you know, what inspired you to take that path and, you know, anything you feel like we would should know about you. OK, yeah. I mean, just a little bit about me. I'm originally from California as well. I was born there, but grew up in Boulder, Colorado. Um, And now I live in Fort Collins and kind of starting a community there for self-love and coaching. And I want to do like workshops with women and stuff too there. Um, So yeah, I graduated in December um, and got my degree in entrepreneurship and a minor in like societal influences. So a lot of sociology and learning about people and dynamics and communication and um, like the way that impacts us as humans. And so that that portion of like knowledge that I was learning was really pivotal in like why I'm so interested in mindset and how people work in the world and how your mindset affects your ability to do business and to be a good student and to be a good person in relationships. and. So that's kind of where that came from. But I really think it was COVID that got me into the self-love journey um, because I finally was just having these these times where I couldn't distract myself with other things outside of me to go do and go have fun and um, let loose. And so it really like gave me some time to be introspective and really realize that I wasn't happy with the way I was feeling about myself. And I really wasn't positive about the way I would talk about myself. And so those last, you know, few semesters of college, I was like, dang, like I'm I just kind of fell into entrepreneurship because I was using transfer credits and I was like marketing management. Like this is a good kind of in between degree. And it just kind of worked out that way. Um, But it really was what was meant for me because those last few semesters, I was like, dang, there's just something here. There's something here that I can do. Um, and after kind of doing the work and investing in myself, I worked with a coach as well myself. And after doing that work, I was like, okay, yeah, like this is definitely what I'm meant to do. And, um, yeah, so I graduated and ready to, ready to see where that takes me. 
I'm really glad that you mentioned, you know, when I was in COVID time, I wasn't feeling like myself. And I think that's extremely relatable. I think we all were going through a moment of like, not feeling good just by the obvious facts of staying inside, not seeing the sun, whatever, not having social gatherings, but also in the fact of it really forced a lot of us to slow our high-paced jobs or lives that we might have been in autopilot for, wake up, go to work, do this, work out, do that, and then all of a sudden we never really had the time to think like, is this what I want out of my life? Is this, you know, who I want to be? And I think almost everyone that I talked to is like, well, in COVID, I decided I'm going to change my whole life. And it almost seems as if everybody took a 180 or at least a 90 and is like, okay, let's, you know, pivot. Let's really think even myself. I started, I same thing. I quit my job in COVID. I started my own entrepreneurship. And, you know, last week we had Carly on and she was an entrepreneur who was corporate ladder and she quit her high paying six figure job to make her own thing just so she can feel confident in her life and what she wanted out of life. And so I think it's really interesting that you and then last week's guest also mentioned that. So walk me through that a little bit, Maddie. Like when you're sitting there and you're you know, feeling like, well, I'm not happy. How did you come up with the steps to improve your life? And, you know, how did you find that motivation or the leap of faith, if you will, to change your life? And, you know, just walk me through that moment in time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the, the, the first four steps of making a change in your life is bringing awareness to what needs to change. And so, that awareness that was happening because I had to be introspective and because I couldn't use the outside world to like fill my time, but not fulfill my life and my heart. I think that just kind of, I mean, I was going through some depression and I think you, like you were saying, like a lot of people were dealing with some form of that, but a few things that helped me get through that were the support of people around me um, trying new things and having, you know, like I tried, I've taught myself how to, uh, draw calligraphy and started selling some artwork on the side and helping friends with their wedding invitations and just kind of random stuff that I don't know that I'm going to take that business any further, but it, it opened me up to this creative side of me that I was like longing for that. Like I didn't really know that side of me. And that was part of it is just kind of uncovering things that I wasn't willing to look at and take the time to look at before. Um, And so I had, you know, I started working with a a coach at the beginning of last year um, after doing therapy during COVID and like just really starting to get into the nitty gritty of like, who am I? And I mean, it was totally like the quarter life crisis of just like, I don't know, I'm about to graduate. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm in a relationship that I'm not sure where it's going. I, you know, like it was just a time of something's got to give and I got to start, you know, doing things differently. And so working with a coach and investing in myself in that way um, really helped me switch my mindset and, and unlearn all those things that I was like, holding on to that were holding me back all those self-doubt and limiting beliefs and uh things that i wasn't willing to deal with and emotions i was just like pushing down i really decided to embrace that and thank god i did because 
I mean, I feel like everyone deserves to like be free from that. So you do coaching now, so we'll hit on that a little bit later, but what advice do you have for somebody maybe who was who is currently in the shoes you were in and like what advice do you have in terms of like making the first step to feeling confident enough to say I need help from maybe a professional, maybe a coach and did you feel a little embarrassed? Did you feel like an ego hit or any emotions like that or were you did you know it like right off the bat this is like a good thing in your life? Yeah, I think I I started following like different accounts of like people I was resonating with and that I saw a testimonial of this coach and someone she worked with and they were talking about, you know, how working with like scarcity mindset over abundance mindset is like really affecting people's ability to be successful. And so if you're just like kind of in this beginning stage of like something is wrong, like I, I don't feel like I'm doing all I can do. I don't feel like I love myself. I don't feel like I know myself or I'm connected. I think the first step is like reaching outside of yourself and just getting out of your own head for a little bit and looking to other people that inspire you and maybe seeing if there's someone you could reach out to and, and say like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And I see what you're doing. And like, can you tell me more about that? Like, it takes some vulnerability, but honestly, like, we need that. We need to be able to share if you want to kind of have a clean slate in your life. Right. So when you first started getting help and, you know, you were like, okay, this is really working. Tell me a little bit about the transition between you healing yourself, then feeling confident, to then the transition between I'm in a good space and so good that I think I can help other people. And, you know, what really motivated that factor to now create this business that is your own and a functioning business all around? Yeah, so I continually have, like, stayed in a community of women who are also trying to better themselves and level up and try new things and have like an entrepreneurial spirit. I think being in business school really helped with that because I was just like meeting different people with different dreams, but like you and I just, you know, very different paths, but this underlying respect and just kind of like sisterhood, like I'm always going to cheer you on. And we need that as humans, we need that companionship. And so that was really important for me. So like the community aspect was how I built my own confidence because people were people were like coming to me and being like, what are you doing? Like, you're looking great. Like your social media is great. It's really inspiring. I want you to know you're really helping. Like, what's your secret? And that's when I connected with a friend who does business retreats. And I had gone to one of those in the summer of last year. and um she was like, I would love if you came and kind of talked to some women and, you know, maybe did a meditation and just talked about mindfulness um, and how that impacts business. And so I was able to go do that and speak to, you know, eight to 10 business owners and just awesome female entrepreneurs. And that really like, that's where I found my first client. And I really wasn't going to 
get any clients. I was going to see how that felt for me to be in that kind of like leadership role. So I was like pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just, I just kind of was in this place where that, that was what was keeping me going. Just, just challenging myself and being like, okay, if I could do this and teach myself calligraphy and kind of like learn about self-love and learn how to put myself first, there's like a way for, there's gotta be a way for me to like share that. And then I kind of was saying earlier how like all the pieces came together when my degree and entrepreneurship and just kind of everything felt like it fit. Okay. No, I love that. And I appreciate you so much for sharing your journey and being so open about it. Um, I think it's beautiful that it's something that you say you just fell into because that's how you know you really loved it. If that's something you weren't planning on, but you actually, you know, got a piece of what it tasted like. and You're like, well, I want more and it inspired you to continue on. So I think that's very beautiful. Um, I sometimes have fitness professionals on this podcast and they're um, also very like mindset driven. It's like inspirational fitness, if you will. And I asked this question to them in their interviews and I want to continue to ask that question on you. Um, it is like if you're constantly lifting people up, does it ever put a huge toll on you? And do you ever feel like it's not okay to be upset because your job is to make everybody else come up on your level? And, you know, how do you process those emotions and how do you deal with that aspect? Oh, my gosh. As humans and as women in general, we always put so much pressure on ourselves to, like, lighten the mood and kind of make everyone else feel comfortable and that can be really unhealthy if you're not treating yourself the same way. So I had to learn that you can't just like let people drain your energy just because you're like need that attention and validation. You have to like learn to give that to yourself, that attention, that validation, that love, and then it will overflow. And I think with social media, it gets that gets intense. That's a lot of pressure too because I'm like I'm mindful Maddie Jane, like I need to be positive all the time. And I think I've kind of leaned into just sharing even when it's not positive, because all the emotions are welcome here. All the ways you're feeling are validated. I want to hear about it because that's going to that's going to maybe help someone that day who really needed to hear that, but was too scared to open up about it. So me opening up about it, me kind of trying to be this role model. um on social media has really opened a door for people to look at themselves a little differently and connect with people. Maybe they thought they wouldn't. Um, so that there's like a, there's a beautiful part in that, but it's a balance for sure. No, I definitely think I need to take a page out of Miss Mindful Maddie's book because I feel within myself, I can say like, Oh, I'm a very mindful person. I'm very open and honest and vulnerable. But I only feel that way because I'm in control of who feels like who is giving me that information, right? And so if it's like if I'm with certain people, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable with this person. However, I notice that it's a fraud because when I'm on this podcast and I don't actually know who's listening to this, like I have no idea I could be anybody, then all of a sudden I find myself being a lot more reserved. I have a lot harder time talking about things that are not positive. When it's positive, I can talk all day long, but and there's been many episodes where I feel like uh, constantly having to apologize, being like, I'm sorry, this isn't like a good episode, but like I'm going through it. This is why I feel scared. And even then I'm like, I don't want, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want you to judge me but like this happened when I was a kid and it's just like 
I obviously am not that open and vulnerable as I think because if I were, then anybody could listen to my words and I would feel secure in myself to not care. But uh, that's a lie, right? And I only can feel that way around people I trust and people I want to hear my words. So I definitely think that's interesting um, that you mentioned that when you are so in a public figure, and I am too in a different way, um, but how you're really finding the core of vulnerability and self-confidence meet level-headed. So, um, you know, do you have any words on that that you would want to share with someone who's in a similar boat as me? I think, like, don't be so hard on yourself about how you're showing up or or what's right and what's wrong. Like I said, um, all emotions are welcome here, and that's because, like, the more you push that away, the more you resist just being who you are at your core and like learning about that, the longer it's going to take to really feel at home with yourself and feel at home with what you're doing with your life. So I just say like embrace those feelings, embrace feeling awkward and, and showing up maybe not as you fully want to on your podcast, but also you're showing up and you're trying and Taylor, a lot of people don't even do that. So I think just putting action to the, like, you're just, if you are putting effort towards something, like, you can, you can make it happen. Yeah, no, I definitely am learning and trying to find the balance between how much am I comfortable sharing online, how much do I feel is necessary versus how much do I want to keep private to myself for the sake of my own stability you know sometimes like my family listen to my podcast and it's things that I share that like I don't necessarily know if I want my family knowing but it's kind of like I'm putting myself out there because I feel like that's something I need to share but it's sometimes not stuff I want to share um so I definitely will take that into consideration so thank you Um, So tell me more about this business for the listeners that don't necessarily know about Mindful Maddie yet. You know, tell us what you do and what you offer and, you know, what those relationships with your clients look like. Yeah, so I have been working only with clients since last year um, and just in a one-on-one capacity. Like I said, I kind of did like a couple like workshops and trying to get more into having more group things. But right now it's just been working one-on-one. Um, and just kind of having conversations as like a mentor figure and learning where there are things that you wish you could change. I mean, it's really this whole conversation, right? What is there in your life that you want to change? How can you bring awareness to what those things are? So a lot of daily practices working with women on journaling and self-awareness and being aware of your emotions and then going deeper and kind of leaning into pain points and um, insecurities and things that maybe have shaped who you are and coming from, I was saying earlier, like a scarcity mindset of like self-doubt, negativity, not believing in yourself, not feeling worthy. Those were all things that I was feeling around COVID and it really came to a head. And I just want to help people like someone else helped me. So I really want to help women learn that, like learn about themselves. Kind of, And I said, come home to themselves earlier. Just learn about who they are, what makes them tick, what's going to make them happy. And really learning about like your purpose and um, 
your energy and who you are on this planet. No, I 1 million percent agree. I feel like I hit a pivotal point in my own journey of the scarcity and abundance mindset. I haven't done a lot of work on it, but I've read books that lightly brush the surface. And um, it, it was the, for me personally, my scarcity mindset came from I cannot be successful if other people are successful. Like they, there's like a first place and a second place. And if they have first place, then I'm automatically in second place. And I think when I went from that to then like, oh wait, it's not even like that at all. It's like the furthest from that, actually. It's like you, you, like if you're just good at what you do, then you're first place in your own lane. And like, that's where you need to be. And I think once I truly mastered the art of feeling like I'm in first place of my own book, then it was so much easier for me to feel actually excited for other people and actually proud and actually happy for others' success because they're in first place in their lane and it didn't affect my lane at all. Like I really was like, like to me, I always say like, I don't make it until my entire inner circle makes it. And the reason I say that is because like, I just remind myself that like, you know, like, I don't want to be number one with all my friends. Like, I want, you're only number one if all your friends are number one, too. Like, that's how you get it. So, you know, whenever my friends are like, oh my gosh, you're doing this, you're doing that. I'm like, well, I don't make it until you make it, so you better make some moves, girl. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I definitely have some experience with that, but to me, that is, like, one of the most important lessons that I learned on myself personally and um once I made that pivotal moment I just felt like I attracted things to me that were more positive and it almost came easier like once I just let go of like criticizing what other people were doing or even having an opinion about it at all like once I was just like oh whatever they're doing cool like I'm doing my thing too is when things just started coming to me quicker faster easier and just like more of that abundance Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like peeling all these layers of all these emotions that you've shoved down and all the things you didn't really deal with or the things that you think in your head. And if you said it out loud, people would think you're crazy. Uh, Like just letting that out and then being able to be at this different energy where you're kind of, yeah, you're like, not like aloof, but you're just carefree. And it's like, yes, I know what's meant for me is out there. There's enough room at the table for everyone. And there's only one of you. So you're the only one who can do what you're doing the way you do it. And so that's the abundance mindset of like, there is only one of me. Like, I whatever I want to do is meant for me because that's what's out there. If I'm like doing that, then I'm attracting that energy back too. Right. So I've never had like a coach to coach me through like their exercises or, you know, their advice on how to go through stuff. But I am also somebody who journals and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast on different styling of journal I did. And I talked about when I first started journaling, I didn't really know what to do. And I kind of thought I had to summarize my life and thought that I was pulling like an Anne Frank moment that someone was going to read back one day and be like, oh, this was her life. And then I realized you don't have to do that like at all. It's not the point of it if you don't want it to be the point of it. And I had a hard time with finding growth in journaling. And um, something that really helped me was I created a persona of like what I wanted like Tayrock to be. Like it was like, yeah, that was like who I not necessarily wasn't, but like what are my own morale? What is my own um, character? Like what do I really want 
me to think about me and not really other people to think about me like how did I want to perceive myself and so what I did is like I was pretty brutally honest um I talked about things that I felt like I didn't like about myself in terms of like the example we just used is like I would write on papers like Taylor talks bad about others. Taylor isn't happy for others' success. And I just had to say it so I can feel the shame when I wrote it. You know what I mean? It wasn't something I ever wanted anybody to find. But when I really put it out on paper, it made me realize how ugly I actually was feeling and, you know, like how ashamed I was. And then the next thing I would do is like, so I would write like three columns. One was like who I am. And I'd be like, Taylor this, Taylor that. And then the next one would be like who I want to be or who I'm going to be and it would be like someone taylor is someone who's kind to anybody unconditionally taylor is someone who celebrates everyone's success big or small and like taylor this taylor that and then the next like third column i wrote like how am i going to um enforce that upon myself and so i would say like anytime i naturally you know went and had a negative thought about somebody i was going to force correct myself by having three nice thoughts about that person like if i was like oh i don't like that they did that to me i'd be like oh gosh you did it again so i'd be like oh i do like this about those person i can appreciate this about the person and i would have to undo it until it became easy and i found myself not really correcting myself i found myself untraining my brain to see the bad and almost to just see the good and um i still use that exercise a lot i'll i'll feel myself and i'm more self-aware whenever i do think about somebody in a negative way i'll be like like you're doing it again (laughs) and i'll force correct myself um but that was one journaling technique that i um kind of sure i didn't come up with it but i just tried and it worked and it's something i still try to implement um with that do you have any like quick like journaling tips that you have because i know journaling is a huge part of your business is there anything that you would just say like if you haven't if you haven't found your style of journaling yet try this Mm -hmm. i was the same way as you like i felt super uh scripted when i was like writing in my journal like i just didn't really connect with my inner thoughts (laughs) and and so something that I started doing which is similar to what you were talking about is and I think is super important because the positives can always outweigh the negatives if you just can like see things in a different way so gaining huge thing in my program is gaining awareness about when you're feeling bad like what you're saying in your head and just like writing that out and feeling how that feels to see that on paper, sometimes it makes it a little less scary. And you're like, okay, like that's actually kind of stupid. And I don't actually think that. So bringing awareness to these things so that you can change, you can change them is huge in journaling. So just, I mean, I would do two columns and it'd be a plus sign on one and and a minus sign on the other. And what, what did I do today that gave me life that was positive, that felt good? That would be in the left column. And then on the right and the minus would be what drained me? Who drained me? What thoughts did I have that came up that I was aware of that I didn't like? And then going from there, like, like you said, it just kind of starts to not be a chore anymore to think about that. If you can look at those things and kind of take their power away from you by putting them out there and being like, you ain't got shit on me. 
right? You're just words. You're just things that aren't really my thoughts. Um, yeah, just I, I feel like just putting it in your face, like putting it in your own face is really helpful of like being able to make that change. And you feel free to um, add your thoughts on this statement. But to me, I just want to like highlight something else that I learned was like, it's not a destination necessarily. And once you get rid of like a finish line, and you always just think like, I'm on a constant highway of evolution of like evolving who you think you are, then like, then just put on cruise control and drive, like, stop thinking about I need to hurry and get to the finish line. Or like, once I'm a kind person, I'm a kind person, check mark. Like, it's not necessarily like that. Like I said, even though I have think I like to think I have a much more positive mindset about others, and even about myself, I still have those moments where I catch myself just like, helplessly thinking poorly of somebody without even really being mindful of why and then I have to like correct myself because that's truly not who I want to be um so I don't know how you feel but to me it's just like let go of the like okay I made it I'm good to go and just like embrace the journey um and with that is there anything that like you feel personable that like you're working on right now in like your extreme evolution because I know you're like always like I'm working on this working on this so anything right now that you're like going through that maybe you haven't seen the light yet but you're like well I'm doing this to hopefully get to you know a more evolved state yeah I think it's you're exactly right it's a it's a continuous journey it's up and down you don't just all of a sudden get to this point where you're like okay great I'm good now everything's great I don't have to work at anything anymore I'm healed completely like that's your healing is the journey like you learning who you are through your healing and through the hard and the good that is who you are and that is what life is about Yeah, right now I am definitely going through wanting so badly to help others, but still coming up to some limiting beliefs about is what I have to share worthy to see the light. And I give myself, it's crazy because I'm a mindset coach, but I'm hardest on myself. I think I'm continually having to learn how to give myself grace and realize that I'm not perfect. And just because I chose to be a mindset coach doesn't mean I'm going to have the perfect mindset all the time. It means that I get to be authentic and candid kind of in that struggle and like embrace that. So that's where I'm at right now is just embracing the yucky too, like all the, the good, the bad and the ugly, really. I think on some level, all of us can relate to that because even though not all of us are faces of a business or a mindset coach where people are constantly looking to you for answers or, you know, if you're a social figure or a celebrity, I think we all experience some of that social anxiety just because of social media alone. We all have to have a portfolio, if you will, of our life and for anybody the entire public to judge and figure out if it's worthy or not and you know those of us like you and I who do do a little bit more of having welcoming people to have more insight on our life and actually sharing things that even sometimes you wouldn't necessarily share with friends and family but somehow you feel comfortable sharing it with strangers um, is definitely something that is not a stranger to anybody we've all been there and so 
I even have to find myself being, like I said earlier, like what is the balance and what do I actually feel comfortable with and what do I think is worth sharing or not? So I definitely can relate to what you're saying. Um, I know that you're on social media a lot and that's where people find you the most. How has social media played in your journey and even the coaching that you go into? Because it's a double-edged sword owning a business. You have to stay consistent. You have to make sure that you stay on top of any social trends or anything that you feel is important at that time, but also balancing the negative cons that comes with social media. How do you um, go through that journey? Yeah, it's hard not to get caught up in like just the way social media is. You can get so caught up in the numbers game and I don't know, the quality of what you're putting out there and just questioning yourself constantly. Um, and I really don't think people, when we grew up in it, I don't think we realize like how fake it really is and how hard it is to just even know who you are to show up in that way on social media. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like it was hard for me to even know what to do on social media because I was working through these like I did not want to show my body I did not want like people from high school to be like judging me I didn't want to be really cringy those are all things that now I do and I do full force because I know from feedback and from my experiences and from being a coach and the people who come to me like I know that's what people need and if I have to fall on the sword per se, to, like, help others feel welcomed and feel like they have a space to be vulnerable, then I'm willing to do that. Yeah, and I definitely want to, from, like, a more business standpoint, and highlight on what you're saying is, like, um, for any, like, entrepreneurs out there who want to create the nerve or, like, the motivation to, like, do something like what Maddie's doing or what I'm doing, the biggest advice I can get is like consistency is key. And it's just like, I've made so many YouTube videos that have eight views on them, two views on them. I've recorded my first three podcasts that nobody listened to and no one knew what it was. I've written blogs, like tons of them that have 10 views on them. And um, to me, it's kind of like, I still write those blogs. I still make those YouTube videos. I still record these podcasts. I still take those pictures. I still record those reels. And I promise like consistency will happen. And once it picks up, nobody even knows that you were talking to a wall for a long time. You know, it's like people who sometimes will talk to me like, how do you like, how do you get listeners? Like, how do you have get so many people to listen to your podcast? And I'm just like, well, I had to create a portfolio of people to think that people were listening first. And then now people just listen because they thought, oh, like everyone listens to Tay Rock's podcast. Of course I'm going to listen. But at first, were they excited? No. And same thing with like, you know, when I first started Plants and Pilates, it started as like friends and family. And, you know, since it's so small, it doesn't have much of a credibility to be successful. But now it's like so obvious. It's like, oh, that's a running business. It's constant sales. She has a brick and mortar. She has employees. Like it's so obvious where if you're at the beginning line, it can almost feel intimidating. Like, well, of course she's successful online. She has all these followers. And, you know, she, like, even you, Maddie, like, of course she's a mindset coach. Of course she has clients. Of course she does this. But if you're on the other end, you're really not that far from being from the beginning to where we are. And the only difference be between that is just consistency and creating that portfolio of, like, 
you, for example, are making these reels that you might feel quote unquote cringy, but now you have a portfolio of a hundred of them and people just expect that content from you. And that's why they follow you, love you and praise you because that's the content they're embracing. But for the first 10, 20, even 50, it might have not been that same reaction. So whatever it is, I would just encourage you to continue that consistency and to continue that constant belief in yourself because I promise it will pick up like think about the trends you see on TikTok and you're like, how is this getting millions of views? It's just the consistency factor. And that's the key to my success, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, like consistency in showing up as who you want to be. Like I want my mindset coach, my inner child coach, she said something to me that stuck with me and that probably changed my career path. She was like, to be honest with you, Maddie, I'm only a couple months ahead of you in my healing. And she's like, you want to know how I got there by like showing up as this coach that I wanted to be like I showed up and was consistent in what that woman would do. If that woman would get up every day and have a full morning routine of like mindfulness practices and and, you know, meditation and having, you know, healthy food, like all those things that we do that we that are our highest self. Think of what you want to do to be your highest self, like whatever that looks like to you. And start showing up as her. Start showing up as that person. I think, like, another thing is, like, if you are listening and the first moment you experience imposter syndrome is the first moment you should embrace that you're on the right track. Because the first moment you start feeling like, oh, gosh, I just called myself a mindful coach and I don't even have any clients. What am I doing? Why did I say that? The first moment you say, oh, gosh, I just called myself a entrepreneur and I don't even have my e-commerce shop set up and you get that anxiety. My biggest thing is like embrace that anxiety and use it as a sink or swim moment and be like, well, I just called myself a coach. I just called myself an entrepreneur. So definitely do the things to back it up and just embrace that uncomfortability. And I promise you, like one day, it's just like the most comfortable thing you've ever said. Like, hi, I'm Maddie. I'm mindful Maddie. And like I do coaching and you're just like next question. Like you don't even think about it. And, you know, it's mostly just like embracing that uncomfortableness in your own journey and um, just go all in, I guess. That's the advice I would have. Um, so Maddie, if someone like who has been like, well, I want to be more mindful and I have like some goals, but I just feel lost. I don't know what to do with my life. You know, what advice do you have for them? And like, what are some techniques that you use right off the bat to be like, this is how you figure out what you want to do? Because the reason I ask that question is I am always so curious about people. Like, I'm always like, right away like first two meetings with someone I'm like what do you want in life like what are your dreams and sometimes people will give me just like flatline answers they're just like I don't know wealth and I'll be like okay well what does that look like or they'll be like I don't know just like a family and kids and I'm like but what does that look like like where are you living you know and I just think that maybe people aren't so you know, forced to think about those questions, but they just kind of like, I don't know, but they know that what they want, but they don't know how to get there. And they don't really even know how to visualize what they want. What advice do you have to those people who are like, I want more. I just don't know what more means. Yeah. I feel like, again, I was there too. I like was in school doing entrepreneurship, but like didn't have a business already or a business idea. And that was like discouraging at times, but some Like, I think the exercise is this is like probably the most life changing exercise that anybody could do. It's called a purpose compass. 
and you'll get a piece of paper and just kind of have four quadrants. And one is what I love to do, what I like to do, what are any hobbies, whatever, what I'm good at. So things that you actually think you're talented at or, you know, if you maybe had more practice, you could be. The third one is what you how you want people to feel when they're around you. In the last one, the last quadrant is what do you want to bring to the world? And so kind of exploring these things of I'm really heavily passionate about things that have been painful in your life, things that people maybe misconceive about you. Um, those things like pain points can turn into your purpose. And so learning about what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what do other people kind of like think about you? How do you want to make other people feel when they're around you? And then like, how do you think you could do that? How, how do you think you could bring that into the world? Um, just kind of a different look on how you can bring who you are into what you're meant to do. I definitely think I should do that, <laughs> that exercise myself. And um, yeah, no, Maddie, and definitely from the outside, or at least the way I view you, you very much are just that um, relief. Like whenever Maddie's around, she's just like, because oh, you know that she's going to be unapologetically herself but in the right ways and she's somebody who is very mindful of others opinions while also prioritizing her or others emotions while also prioritizing her own emotions and um i think you definitely have something that people can learn from or at least fill the energy that you give off even through um an instagram following you know maddie and i have never actually met face to face but somehow i feel so um confident around you in the sense of like because you're being yourself you almost give me the green light to be myself and i think that more of that authenticity and more of that vulnerability i would like to see just more in just human interactions in general and you know it's it's hard i get it like even me sometimes i feel not frustrated but saddened when people have this when they meet me for the first time and they have this persona that they've created just based on my online presence just looking at my instagram pictures just looking at my business listening to my podcast my youtube videos whatever it is and then they meet me in real life and they're like oh my gosh i thought you were gonna be like this or this and this way and then you're not that at all and then to me it just makes me feel like i'm doing exactly the opposite of what maddie does you know and it almost makes me feel like I want to be more vulnerable. I want to strip back. But to me, I feel like I'm being myself, but I know I'm putting on a persona and people are reading it incorrectly or they're reading it right. And, you know, so I just think if all of us can just take a page from your book, we can all just come to that level mindedness of just accepting each other's flaws and embracing the good. Well, I think also, Taylor, like you're in a whole different industry. Like my business is to be me so that people will be like, oh, I want to work with her because I want to like, because I like look up to that, right? Whereas you want, you are bringing people in to buy a product and to buy this lifestyle that you have so carefully curated over the years. And that's like, that's your baby. Like that's something you want to protect and you don't want to mess that up. And I totally understand that. You have to approach it in a different way than I am allowed to, which is crazy, but that's just kind of, also how social media works, like boutiques and brands, they're not, mo they're not the face, like plants and pilates is the face, right? You are Tayrock, you are in there, 
doing your different things, doing your podcast, but you don't have to like, I don't know, people aren't like reporting to you about your feelings when they're buying a plant, I guess. It's yeah. just a different yeah. vibe. Yeah, that is definitely something that is different. I'm definitely um, different. When it comes to Plants and Plotes, she has like her own marketing objective and I just meet her objective. Whatever she wants to do, whatever she wants the brand to do, I'm just like her walking employee. Whatever you need from me, I'll do that with the mindset of, you know, what is Plants and Plotes that I did create and which is ultimately my mindset. But what I guess I was referring to more was like the things that are authentically me, aka my social presence that is aside from my business. My my podcast is something that's just me. It's not really a brand I'm representing. My YouTube channel is just something that's vulnerably me and not representing a brand has nothing to do with products and that is where I feel like I need to be more embraceful of who I am and you know take pages from your book because I think I'm being me but then people will be like oh my god I love it. and I'll be like oh gosh I totally am putting out the wrong message at times so um overall Maddie I really do value your words and I really do cherish the person you are I think that everybody can learn something from mindful maddie um before we leave is there anything that you just want to give the audience as that one last like if you're going to take anything at all take this advice or this is the one thing i really want to put a star next to write your notebook what is that um i kind of want to relate it to what our connection is which is going to business school like you don't have to know what you're doing and it and it like, there's not really a right or wrong when you're just doing these things. Like, try things out, challenge yourself, allow yourself to fail, get back up, and just, like, the answers will come to you. Like, your purpose will, that that path will clear, and it'll be crystal clear, and it happens at a different time for everyone, but just keep trying. Like, just keep trying. Don't sit there and wait and agonize like go out there and do shit like Tay Rock because Tay Rock's just out there doing stuff and that's how you're going to find like what you're meant to do, right? That's how you have found what feels good and what you're meant to do as a business person. Yeah, I say like not necessarily like try everything once, but more like try everything on your plate and then eat more of what tastes good basically. And so Yeah, be open, like just be open to different things that maybe didn't you didn't think were possible for you. Um Right. Thank you, Maddie. That advice is impeccable. I hope people really do, you know, utilize the words that you provided today. I want to just furthermore thank you for your time. I know you're a businesswoman. You're so busy. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts, be vulnerable on this podcast and, you know, really just be authentically yourself. Um, tell everybody where they can find Maddie, where your tools are. This is your time. Website, links, <laughs> everything, Instagram, go and lay it all out there. Well, thank you so much. You're one of my favorite people to ever come out of like the COVID times, really. So this is just really cool and it's been really fun. Um, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at mindful Maddie Jane. And I'm actually working on my website right now. That's just been like something I've been uh, putting off for quite a long time. So even I'm procrastinating, but hopefully within the next couple of weeks, because I'm here house sitting in the mountains and there's nothing to do. So no more excuses. But uh, DM me on Instagram. That's the best place to reach me and follow me there for more mindful content and creative expression.
Amazing. And as always, I will have those links linked down below on any platform you're listening to. When Maddie gets her website, I will make sure that link is active as well. So you can go find her, schedule her. Um, I know that you said yourself that you're new on this thing and you're, you know, having your own uh, mindful journey. But I think if anyone can just take some tools that you've learned and provide them with them, they can get anything even after this i'm like maddie we need to talk um so thank you so much maddie for being on um do you have any last things to say before we go no thank you so much i really appreciate it and um everyone just just lighten up and have grace with yourself and compassion and just yeah come come with like a grateful heart and um this is just that's how i feel like i'm just my heart space is so open right now so thank you Thank you, Maddie. That was beautiful. And to the listeners, thank you for listening and engaging with Maddie and I this week. I hope you did get something out of this podcast and we will see you in the next episode next week. Thank you.